Hello, everybody. Welcome once again to Vineyard Community Church. We're glad you're with us. As uh, we're going to start a brand new series today that I'm calling Make Yourselves or Make Yourself at Home. And we're going to talk about uh, ultimately what it means to be rooted and grafted in to Jesus as the vine. But before we do that, might as well get into the bad joke because everybody wants the bad joke and we'll get it out of the way. So this couple is having an argument and the guy isn't smart enough to figure out like we teach here to say that he was wrong and he doesn't say it and the fight gets worse and it just ends up resulting in the silent treatment. And this couple goes through the entire weekend without speaking a word to one another. And Sunday night rolls around, and uh, the, the, they're going to bed, and, and he, they haven't said anything. And, and the guy has a business meeting the next day, and he's got to catch a plane flight early to go. And he plays with the alarm clock, and, he, and he's not sure that he's got it set, and he can't figure it out. And he doesn't want to break the silence, so he writes a note to his wife that says, Would you wake me up at 5 o'clock? I have a very important flight for a very important meeting. And he, he puts it there on the bed and goes to sleep. He wakes up the next morning, and it's like after 7, and he's, he's too late. He's missed the plane, the, the meeting, and he's furious, and he, and he looks around for his wife, and he's going to you know, yell at her for not waking him up, and then all of a sudden he sees this note on the, on the bedside, and he picks it up, and it says, it's 5 o'clock, wake up. <laughs> it's bad, right? I think they'll hate it tomorrow. Ron, has it hit the bad scale enough? <laughs> okay, well, there's this couple, <laughs> and they're at this uh, seminar to work on their marriage, and they're working on their communication skills. And the speaker, and you probably heard me say this before, says to the, he says to the crowd, he says, you know, men, he says, all of you should know your wife's favorite flower. And the guy looks over at his wife, and he says, I know that one, honey. It's, it's Pillsbury, isn't it? You asked for it. Okay. I'm glad that's over. <laughs> no, I'll probably tell that one because it, it works really bad. Um, so we're, we're going to talk about what it means to be rooted and established in Jesus. And there's a verse in Romans or in John chapter 15, uh, verse 7 through 9. So at the beginning of your bulletin, it says this. But if you make yourselves at home with me and my words are at home in you, you can be sure that whatever you ask will be listened to and acted upon. This is how my father shows who he is. When you produce grapes, when you mature as my disciples. I've loved you the way my Father has loved me. Make yourselves at home in my love. Now, uh, Jesus is speaking to his disciples, and we actually looked at some of these passages just on the build-up to Easter. And, um, in, in, and we know that not only is he talking to them, he's talking to us as well. And, and he's encouraging us to uh, make ourselves at, at home in his love. And this is after a discussion of being in the vine and producing fruit. 
uh, and having fruitful lives. And, and that we can only produce fruit in our lives. Spiritual fruit is produced when we're rooted into or grafted into the vine, when we're rooted into Jesus. And we need to have really good roots in order to develop fruit. And the goal for us is to develop the, the fruit of the Spirit in our lives, to, to be yielded to Him, to mature in those things. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. These things need to be developed in our lives, but we have to have a good root structure in order for that to happen. And um, he goes on, and, and uh, Paul says in Ephesians 3, 17, 18, And I pray that Christ will be more and more at home in your hearts, living within you as you trust in him. May your roots go down deep into the soil of God's marvelous love. And may you be able to feel and understand, as all God's children should, how long, how wide, how deep, and how high His love really is. And to experience His love for yourselves, though it is so great that you will never see the end of it or fully know or understand it. And so at least you will be filled up, at last you will be filled up with God Himself. And so to, to be fully at home in His love, to understand it, means we need to have roots that grow deep into, we need to be rooted into Jesus. And I want to talk about some of the characteristics of what those roots look like and what begins to happen as those roots take hold and what they do in our lives. And, and we'll probably talk for four or five weeks on this topic of, of different things, different characteristics of being rooted into Jesus and what that looks like. And, and what we're going to talk about tonight is kicked off by uh, Colossians 2, 6, and 7. It says this, so, so then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord... Continue to live in Him, rooted and built up in Him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. So we're going to continue to, with Him and, and be rooted in Him. And one of the things that needs to be produced then is thankfulness. We should be people that are overflowing with thankfulness. And I want to talk about what that looks like today. And I have just a few points to, to make along the way. Um, probably the best known verse on thankfulness is 1 Thessalonians 5.18 that says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Now, one thing you need to make sure of when you, when you read that verse, when you see that verse, it says we're to be thankful in all circumstances, not for all circumstances. And there's a big difference. Because certainly there are circumstances that, that um, we can't be thankful for. We live in a fallen world. It's a broken planet. Horrible things happen. It, the, the, the Scripture isn't telling us we should be thankful for those things um, because we, we're, that's not what it means. What the Scripture says is we need to learn to be thankful in all circumstances. And, and, and that there's something about that that changes the way that we look at life. Learning to be thankful in circumstances. And, and it, it goes on to say that ultimately that's God's will for us. People ask me all the time what God's will is. You know, and I, I usually say to them it's trying to do the next right thing and living through it. But, but it also says in, in 1 Thessalonians 5.18 that God's will for us is to give thanks in all circumstances. And, and there's some reasons for that. And, and I want to talk about what those are today and why we need to learn to be Thankful people. Um, and the first thing is that, that being thankful pleases God. 
Being thankful pleases God. And this, this idea of thankfulness has to extend um, beyond not just what he does, but who he is. That, that we need to start here and really become people that develop um, an attitude of, of gratitude, if you would. And I would encourage you, and, and I believe this will change a lot of people's lives, because we tend to be pretty negative people. I would encourage you to try this over the next few days. That every morning when you wake up, before you get out of bed, think about what you're thankful for. Don't think about what you don't have. Don't think about everything else. Just stop right there. And before you even get moving, think about what you're thankful for. And, and you, need to, you need to sit there and think about it. It should come to you. It gets easier as you do it. But most of the time we wake up, and that's not how we wake up. We wake up and we immediately start thinking about everything that we have to do and every hassle that we have and every problem that we have and every bad thing and every worry. And I want you to change and just wake up and think about what you're thankful for. And figure out five things before you get going that you're absolutely thankful for before you start the day. You know, the, the, the old joke is about somebody asked the, the other person in, in how they wake up in the morning, and they said, do you wake up grumpy in the morning? And he said, no, I always let her sleep in. Um, ooh, I definitely won't say that tomorrow. Because my wife will be here. And she would take it personally. Um, look, just, just try and, and start the day by figuring out what you're thankful for. And, and there's lots of things if you stop. But we are sort of culturally programmed into not thinking about those things. We're thinking about everything else. What we... Not happy for what we have, what we wish we had is where we go, or what we all the and and it, it it just completely changes attitudes if we can start by being thankful. Then the second thing that happens in in understanding what this is all about and really sinking this root in and thankfulness is that being thankful builds relationships. It builds relationships. Um, think about it. What kind of people do you really want to hang out with? In your life, do you want to hang out with people that are sort of upbeat and and kind and you know not over the top pretend happy, but a little more settled, or do you want to spend time with people that are always judgmental and critical and and just worried about everything? I mean, where are you naturally drawn? You 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 like to be around people that that sort of help you in the process. And, and those are stronger relationships. Those are, those are much better relationships that we have with people. And so, um, you know, we, we really need to make the effort to um, become thankful because everything sort of springs out of there. And, and so um, as we become more thankful, the tendency that then we have is to be less focused on ourselves and it allows us to focus more on others. And that builds stronger relationships. Because when you stop being so worried about what you don't have or what's not going right in your life and start being thankful for what is going and what you do have, you're much better with other people. Because when you have that other thing going on, that's all you care about. It's a very me-focused sort of situation. 
And so we, we, we have to learn to be thankful because it, it will deepen our relationships and all of us long for better relationships. And so it, it, it moves into the process. Another thing that being thankful does is it strengthens our faith. It strengthens my faith. And, and how does it do that? It, it does it this way. When life is hard, when things don't make sense, even in those times when it feels like our prayers aren't even being answered, and, and yet we decide that no matter what, we're going to trust God because He's in control. There's something in that process that develops our faith. There's something in the midst of it that, that allows us to say, you know what, God, I, I, I know that you love me and that somehow you're going to do something into this mess. You're going to bring good out of it somehow. And, and while I'm not thankful for it, um, I'm thankful in it because I know that you are bigger than any of my problems. And, and see, thanking God, thanking God when everything's going good is pretty easy. But, but being thankful when you're in the midst of stuff is, is different. But that's where we really develop and grow. It's, it's, it's where we really find Jesus. It's in the midst of those things. And we learn to trust. And, and we learn to, to be able to rest in Him and to know that He's got us. And it allows us to look at what we have instead of being focused on what we don't have. And, and finally, um, the fourth thing is that being thankful actually encourages other people. Um, and again, I already touched on it because it, it causes us to be less selfish and, and critical and only seeing the negative of everything. It actually changes the way that we look at things and it helps us to begin to encourage others. Ephesians 4.29 says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Hebrews 10, 24 and 25 says this. Let's see how inventive we can be in encouraging love and helping out. Not avoiding worshiping together as some do, but pouring each, uh, but spurring each other on, especially as we see the big day approaching. There's a lot of other scripture that talks about the importance of encouragement. And, and I want to talk for a few minutes today, just as, as we roll up this whole thing, about the ministry of encouragement. This is something that um, I think I talked about on a Wednesday night some weeks ago. I, I really felt like the, the, the Lord was sort of impressing upon me that we needed to grab a hold of the concept of the ministry of encouragement. It's a biblical ministry. And, and that it's a critical piece in life. And that... Um, it, it allows so many things to happen, not only in our own lives, but in other people's lives, that I really feel it's something like God wants us to embrace and really dig into. And I'm going to be talking about this a lot in the future. After this series, we're probably going to do a series just on what encouragement looks like. But what I want to do is I want to encourage you to um, help me get this started, this ministry of encouragement, and we're going to get it started today. And... And, and I, I thought that this was something that everybody here could do. There's no reason that everybody here can't be completely involved in the ministry of encouragement. And there's, there's two sort of facets to it that I think we need to embrace. And we'll, we'll take this on uh, in, as we go. The first part is, is what we talked about today. It's really working on being thankful. 
It's, it's being thankful instead of being critical. It's, it's looking for the good in situations instead of always looking for the negative in situations. It's, it's, it's embracing this concept of thankfulness. It has to start there. Or we'll never be encouraging. If we don't get this part down, we can't do the other part. But I, I believe if we'll, if we'll do this, if we'll really work on being thankful and, and changing our perspective, that it's going to free up some time in our lives. Because I would submit to you that in your critical stuff, like just like in mine, there's a lot of worry and selfishness that wastes a lot of time. And that if we can free ourselves from it, we'll, we'll have some extra time. Then what I want to do is, is I want all of us to make a decision that every day we're going to try and encourage two people. Two folks a day. Just, just seems like we ought to be able to do that, right? Now, I've been working on this for about a month. And i got to tell you, you have to discipline yourself to do it because it's a fascinating thing to me because that seems like easy. Two people a day, no problem. However, most of us are into pretty intense routines already, and it's hard to add something new, and you get busy and you forget. And so you have to make a conscious effort. You have to decide, i got to do this thing. And you've got to work on it. And I will tell you that there have been some days when it's been at the very end of the day when I thought, oh, I didn't do it today. And I have to do something about it. And, and I want you to, every day, as you're being thankful, thanking God for what you have, to say, God, would you just impress on me two people that I can encourage today? Just, just sort of give me an idea of two folks. And actually, I, I started you off today. You see in the bulletin, if you've got a bulletin, there's two blanks. Is there two blanks in your bulletin there underneath the ministry of encouragement? That's for you to think about your first two people. And it's late tonight. I won't make you do it tonight. Write two names down there and start tomorrow and and get off to day number one. And what does it mean? How do you encourage someone? Well, um, I do all sorts of things. Maybe it means that I call somebody. I actually get on the phone and call somebody. Um, I know it's kind of a unique thing with the texting and everything now, but if you're a big texter, I think texting counts if you're sincere in your texting and you, and you encourage them. Maybe if you're on the Facebook thing, you can, you can pick two people there and you can do something encouraging. Maybe you can write a letter if you're a letter writer to a couple of people. Maybe, um, you, but just something that encourages them. Um, I, I know sometimes it's encouraging to have, hear somebody's praying for you. So sometimes I'll do that and I'll say, really felt like I was supposed to pray for you today. And, and never use that as a cliche. You know, sometimes that, that's a cliche. Sometimes we'll say to people, well, I'll pray for you. Don't say it if you're not going to do it. Because sometimes we just use it as, a, as a, like a conversation stopper. All right, well, I'll pray for you. And if you don't get to it, that's not good. So I often, if I talk to someone, I'll say, I feel like I'm supposed to pray for you. Can, we, can I do that right now? I'll just pray for them right there on the phone or wherever I'm at. I'll, I will make time to pray for them. Um, it, it's good. It's, it's really good to be encouraged. I think about, you know, when I know that someone is trying to encourage me, it's, it's a really good thing because you, you need it. And so let's let it start with us. Let's, let's make a decision. And this is, this is a ministry that we ought to be able to get everybody into because you don't have to be a, you know, anything. You just have to be you to encourage something. You don't need educations. You don't need, you know, Bible knowledge. You, know, you just need to be able to figure out how to encourage someone, and all of you can do that. And, and I want all of us in. Um, I'd like to see us really get this established as a ministry, because I think it'll, it'll change all sorts of things. I think it'll change us, because it'll change the focus big time. But I think it'll have a big impact on the world around us. You know, our part of it anyway.
And so I want to encourage you to, to take that in and say I'm encouraging you right now. Um, and, and to decide to take it on. And like I said, I'm going to work through this series right now about putting some roots in. And then we're going to do another series just about what encouragement looks like. And I will lay out it scripturally. I've been studying um, uh, biblical, you know, all the texts and everything about what encouragement looks like. And it's throughout the Bible. Um, there's a guy named Barnabas, if you've never heard of Barnabas. His name really wasn't Barnabas when he started. His name was Joseph. And the apostles changed his name to Barnabas. And Barnabas means the son of encouragement. You know why they called him that? He was very encouraging. It's a very powerful ministry. And so we're going to embrace that and take it on. But if we don't develop some of these roots first, we, it'll, it'll fall away real quickly because we have to change perspective. And it starts with being thankful. So let me encourage you again to, to embrace this. And I know this is a lot now, but, but every morning, really think about what you're thankful for before you get moving. Start there. It will change the way that you look at the day. It will. And it'll allow, it will allow you to open up to the opportunities to encourage others because the focus changes from how bad my life is to what's good and what I can do to help others. And it, it begins to change the entire picture. And I really feel it's something that the Lord is leading us to. So, wake up in the morning. Figure out what you're thankful for. Think of two people to go out of your way to encourage and do it. And then every day, you do the same thing. Two people a day. Just two. Two people a day. Then you can go from there. Does that mean after you did your two, you can be mean to everybody else? No. <laughs> but maybe you can go like neutral. <laughs> but uh, let's work on this together. And so it starts with thankfulness. And, and being thankful will make us at home in his love. And that's what he wants us to be. Amen? Amen. All right. Well, if you're watching by video, thanks. And uh, if you need anything, give us a call or email us. We'd be happy to do what we can to pray for you and encourage you as well. But we're going to end here with some prayer. And so let's do that. Father, thank you. God, for who you are and, and, 